If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Star Wars 7x7 episode 2100. Yeah, another round number. Happens every 100 episodes or so. (laughs) And today we're going to talk about some developing news with the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. They have apparently hired a new writer and... Today we're going to dig into his background, find a little bit more out about him. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. So here's the deal, a gentleman named Joby Harold has reportedly been tapped as the new writer for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And I say reportedly because this has not been confirmed by Lucasfilm as of the time that I'm recording this, but... This is from Variety Magazine, so official Hollywood trade publication saying this. And IndieWire, which is generally you know pretty reliable as far as these things go, said that they were able to hear from their own sources that what they were hearing in Variety was the same thing. So officially not confirmed. However, it seems like you know sources are verifying each other, which seems to give it a little bit more heft, if you will. So let's say for the sake of argument that Joby Harold is in fact our new writer on the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Well, who the heck is Joby Harold? I can tell you one thing, there is a slight Star Wars connection already in the works in the, you know, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon kind of situation. It turns out that he was sort of first burst on the scene with a movie called Awake in 2007. He was the writer-director of that movie, which starred Hayden Christensen. Yes, that Hayden Christensen. And after that, well, it's a bit of a mystery for a while. So one thing that at least Wikipedia tells us, is that he co-founded a production company called Safe House Pictures in 2005, and there seems to have been some work done, scripts sold, and that sort of thing, but he doesn't really appear back on the radar in Hollywood until 2014 as a producer for Edge of Tomorrow, as in the live-die-repeat movie with Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. From there, he moved on to television, and so where he gets his television chops from include a series called Underground, which was about the Underground Railroad that ran for two seasons. He was an EP for 20 episodes on that, and then later on, actually pretty recently, he was the executive producer for a series called Spinning Out, which was a figure skating drama. That was 10 episodes, and this is according to IMDb. In between those, he got involved with Guy Ritchie and what had been hoped for as a six-film franchise centered around King Arthur. Unfortunately, that did not go as planned. He wrote the screenplay for the first movie, it was King Arthur Legend of the Sword, or something to that effect, and unfortunately the movie bombed at the box office, so the sequels that they wanted to do were cancelled, and that was the end of that. 
Despite that happening, he continues to be in demand. He was the executive producer for the Robin Hood 2018 version of the movie. He was also the executive producer for John Wick 3 Parabellum. And he's now attached to a Ridley Scott project, The Battle of Britain. And, of course, the Obi-Wan Kenobi project. He is going to be working on rebooting, for all intents and purposes, the Transformers franchise following on the Bumblebee movie that came out a while ago. And he's also involved in a movie called Army of the Dead, which is supposed to be directed by Zack Snyder. This is a movie that had been possibly going to happen, but was considered to be too expensive potentially, but now seems to be back on track again. But the movie's been in development for the better part of a decade and, you know, might actually see the light of day finally. He also, I guess, did a pass at the Flash movie script that is still in production and sadly because of what's going on with the coronavirus and all that is probably on hold from, you know, that whole standpoint. So, yeah, it's an interesting choice to say the least. I'll tell you the truth, I'm not quite sure what to make of it, but it did make me actually go back and double check something. So the fact that it seems like his you know credits lean more towards producing than they do writing necessarily, at least you know the volume of credits for his production work and executive production work on IMDb exceeds what he's done from a writing perspective. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's not doing any writing on these shows. It just means that the credit that he's getting specifically is executive producer. But looking at what an executive producer does in television versus you know movies it's an entirely different situation an executive producer is much more involved on the creative side of things in television than in movies per se so you know that's not always the case but it's a, a pretty you know standard generalization but what got me a little bit concerned with that is that you know Deborah Chow was tapped to be the showrunner for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, or at least that was what I believed to be the case, but every time I see her being referenced, I see her being referenced as a sole director, so she was tapped to be the sole director of all the episodes, but in television that means something different from what it does in the movies. In television that doesn't necessarily carry the same weight, generally speaking. It's usually the showrunner who has an executive producer title who is essentially creatively more in control than individual directors. Like, for example, Jon Favreau would be considered the showrunner for The Mandalorian and would have greater creative control over the whole direction of the series than the you know combined talents of Taika Waititi and Dave Filoni and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard and Deborah Chow and Rick... Oh gosh, I always mess up his name. Famuyiwa, Famuyiwa. All right, all right, I, all right. Anyway, sorry about that, Rick. Ah, um, yeah, I got a little bit worried about what Deborah Chow's situation was, but she is still listed as an executive producer on the series, so hopefully this is actually the way it's supposed to be, which is that he is just coming on to you know maybe tune up the scripts the way that Ewan McGregor basically talked about at the Birds of Prey premiere earlier this year, where the scripts were great and they just want to do some fine-tuning on it, which is basically the sentiment that's been echoed all along so far. One unfortunate thing, though, is that and I don't know how I missed this news, but production had been scheduled to start in August of 2020, obviously with things being the way they are these days. 
you know, that doesn't necessarily seem that realistic, but apparently according to Variety, it had been previously announced that production was going to be delayed until January, 2021. That I, I think I missed seeing that. I remember Ewan McGregor saying that the stuff that was happening wasn't going to delay the anticipated release date of the series. But beyond that, he hadn't said anything about, well, but we're not going to start filming until a certain point or anything like that. So I don't know where I missed, you know, that particular aspect of it. But anyway, so that's what we know so far about the report of Joby Harold potentially being tapped to come on as a writer for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Again, saying potential, Variety is reporting that they've heard this from multiple sources, and IndieWire is saying that their sources are saying the same thing that Variety is saying, but not officially confirmed as of yet. But before we end this episode, I want to take a moment to mark the passing of a gentleman named Andrew Jack. He died earlier this week, was 76 years old. He died from complications related to the coronavirus. As a Star Wars viewer, you would know him best as General Emat from The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Perhaps most iconically, you would remember him standing out on the salt flats of Crate, staring out through binoculars at the oncoming First Order forces, and that would be just before some random guy scooped his finger into the ground and tasted it and said, hmm, salt, and Gareth Edwards next to him made a weird face at him, right? So Phanthatrax was the first Star Wars outlet I saw to report his passing and you know the fact that he appeared in those two movies that was just sort of an icing on the cake situation in his you know professional career he's best known for being a dialect coach and he had done so for dozens upon dozens of movies he actually served as a dialect coach for Daisy Ridley and John Boyega but also for Robert Downey Jr. and Pierce Brosnan and you know so many other actors and most notably for the Lord of the Rings trilogy of films. He was one of the key people in developing the Middle Earth accents for the movies and then teaching them to all of the actors. In fact, Elijah Wood, who you would know as Frodo Baggins from the Lord of the Rings movies and also as Jace Rucklin from Star Wars Resistance, took to Twitter to say how heartbreaking it was once he learned the news of Andrew Jack's passing and said that he was a kind and lovely human being. And so, as we like to say on the podcast, you know, whatever your religious preferences are, we like to quote Meister Eckhart in saying that if the only prayer that you said was thank you, then that would be enough. So, however you take this moment to you know say a quiet thank you for Andrew Jack and his involvement in Star Wars and dozens of other movies that you have probably enjoyed, then I hope you will join me in saying a quiet thank you to whoever or whatever you believe in in that regard. And that is going to do it for our episode today. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the curve be flattening for you, wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademarks and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.